Hello, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 22 of Defining Talent, a podcast. I'm your host, Laura Dickinson-Turner. And today, the guest from the College of Arts and Letters at Cal State LA, who's joining me to answer the question, how do you define talent, is none other than current MFA in television, film, and theater student, Henry Alexander. Henry is in his second year in our MFA program, doing the content creation track, and he is truly a jack of all trades. And despite what he might say, he is a master of many of those trades. I cast Henry in a production I directed last year and was consistently impressed with his work ethic, his creativity, and his compassion for his collaborators. It was a delight to record this episode with him, and I'm so grateful he agreed to be on the pod. So, without further ado, here is Defining Talent with Henry Alexander. But I do like things with, I, I do like key signatures with flats. Flats, because it's it's just um, dark. It's just dark and more beautiful. That's the black keys. Yeah, the black keys yeah, are the good. If you best play keys. the black keys in any order, it sounds beautiful. Exactly. It doesn't matter where you jump from. It's just beautiful. I think you could put that on a T-shirt and it would sell. If you play the black keys in any order, it's beautiful. Well, I'd have to uh, get permission from the band, the Black Keys. <laughs> Because they copyrighted, they copyrighted. Yeah, Blackies. Have you copyrighted anything? No, definitely not. I, I want to, though, but... Yeah. And, and I can. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like very secretive because I like I was thinking right. about I was thinking about this lyrics this lyric that I wrote um, when I was in high school. I wrote yeah. in high school and I was like, wow, it's actually kind of I don't know if it's corny or cute, but I, I wrote. Um, because um, it, it, it was a song for this little girl my mom used to babysit. Uh-huh. And she had, like, something wrong with her eye, and there's this oh. chance that she could go blind. Oh, my God. In, in her eye. And when I saw her, her eye was, like, very swollen, and it was, like, purple. And um, it was just, like, it's sad, right, to see yeah. this, this little girl that, like, it's almost like your sister. Yeah. Growing up, and it's, like, she she might lose it, so I wrote a song mm. to cheer her up. And, and it, it, when, like, in the end, I'll fix your eye, I'll draw your face with the stars at night, and we'll watch as it brightens up the sky. And I was, like, I was listening to it, and I was, like, oh, that was kind of cute. Maybe I should write that down somewhere, so it's... Like, quoted by me and not just... Not like someone's going to take it. Yeah. I mean, I think there's this guy named Shakespeare who said something similar. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about him. Yes, yeah, it's some him. guy. Never heard of him. I know. Maybe he knows that guy. Never heard of him. Some play about two teenage lovers, oh. star-crossed lovers. He probably ripped somebody off. Yeah, totally. Everybody rips somebody <laughs> off. That's, that's something my one of my first theater professors said. There's only three original ideas in the world, and the mm-hmm. rest are just copies of those three. Do you think that's true in terms of like copies in in the like like cop like if I make a copy on a copy machine? Yeah. It is as close. It's pretty close, but right. it's not exactly the same, right? It's a different right. piece of paper. Maybe yeah. it's a little bit faded in some areas. Yeah. Like. So it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Do I think there's only, like, three original ideas? No, I think that's an exaggeration. But sure. I think there is, like, a handful of, like, maybe a hundred. And then <laughs> everything else is, like, diverging from yeah. that original concept. Wouldn't that be the same as, like, 
like regardless of whether somebody believes in um like the biblical story of creation or even like evolution right like if if we evolve from this or we have we you know descend from this like descendant like if mm-hmm. if these are my original parents like i i got like a, an infinitesimal amount of somebody's dna up here yeah you know yeah that you and i probably share the, yeah. that dna you know so we're like a copy of 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 a copy. But we're our own selves. Yeah. Maybe. Or are we a simulacrum? <laughs> a simulacrum. We're just we're just a video game. We're just a video game. Imagine imagine you wake up you're like on your deathbed and you close your eyes and then you wake up and you're in our in an arcade and and oh it's my like, god! <laughs> and everyone's like clapping. Yay! Good job! He did it. <laughs> Wait, well now we're right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Henry. Yes. Sorry. Excuse me. Okay. So squeaky sorry. chair. Um, here you are. Yes. About to enter your second year of oh. your MFA, Oof. television, film, and theater content creation yes. at Cal State LA. The one and only. An alumnus of Cal State Long Beach. Yeah. Go Beach. Woo. Uh, Southern California native? Yeah, born and raised South Central LA. Hell yeah. yeah. And a creative person for a lot of your life. Yep. Uh, yeah, ev- everything you can think of probably I've done it and, or like um, delve into it. Yeah. yeah. And you speak more than one language. Yes. Um, I speak English and I think Spanish. Like, sp- I, I think, I guess I grew up kind of bilingual, but yeah. I think Spanish would have been my first language. So sure. I say Spanish is my first language. Yeah. Yo hablo español y no soy un sabo kid. I don't know if you know what that means. No. The no sabos. No. Those are like the the generations of you know Mexicans or Latinos that that their parents come from a different um, country, uh-huh. and then they come and they speak like half Spanish or broken Spanish. Oh, okay. okay. So I think my Spanish is fluent. Nice. Um, y paruski, paruski. Speak a little bit of Russian yeah. as well. I'm learning. It's it's difficult. Russian is very difficult. But you spent time in Russia too. You, yes. You were over there for a minute. Yeah, I was there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a that's a crazy <laughs> that's story. A whole and other it's, yeah, that's a whole other, other <laughs> podcast. Yeah, I got to be careful about what I say. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Cut these minutes Cut, from these yeah. minutes. There's Just... a part where I misspoke. Can you edit that, please? <laughs> Fix it. Uh I remember so so you're a content creator and that makes total sense to me based on not only what that phrase like brings up in of people's minds which I right. think for some people it's like social media for sure but yeah. like just the you know the pure phrase content creation mm-hmm. right like a person who makes things who whether that content is digital media or written or film or um, yeah. visual arts like and you're literally what I know about you thus far uh-huh. I don't know about you a little because I directed you in a show. Right. Which was awesome. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, like, I remember one day you walked into my office with um, uh, a crocheted stegosaurus. <laughs> and you gave it to me. And I was like, what the heck? And you made it. And I was like, what? <laughs> you made this? <laughs> I, okay, to be fair, I helped make it. Still. Yeah. <laughs> You're also a sculptor. Yeah. Um... A filmmaker, yeah. a writer, writer, director, a musician, musician, actor. Yeah, that's that's something like uh, I don't know if you just want to jump into it, but that's one of the things that I I wanted to like um, talk about uh, about being talented. 
because that's like something I, I would always hear about myself, right? Mm-hmm. When other people would describe me or when, when I would ask my friends, like, yeah. what are the three words that would describe me? Yeah. And a lot of the word that comes up a lot is talented, talented, mm-hmm. talented. Mm-hmm. I would hear that a lot about myself growing up. Yeah. And um, I was thinking about what's the difference between being talented and just like being good at like a craft or sure, like, sure. and a so skill. a skill right yeah. and so when i like for example when i see my boss and he's i would say he's very talented in art right yeah, yeah. but he's also been doing this for for years you know mm-hmm. he's he's been an artist for so long he went to school for art yeah for you know graffiti art and traditional art and you would see him and he would like draw these masterpieces like on a whim, boom, boom, mm. boom, boom, all mm. done, beautiful. Yeah. And people would say he's he's talented, but is he talented or is he just like hardworking yeah. or did he like master his craft through hard work? Right. Whereas I think um, I'm talented in the way that uh, I'm just clever. Um, like, uh, so like what is talent? I would, yes, that, know, is the that is the question. <laughs> How do you yeah. define talent, right? S- yeah. How do you define talent right now today? So I think I think the the answer to that is like the natural ability to be good at something. Mm-hmm. That's what I think talent is. Just naturally being good at stuff. And um, I think what I have is like I guess being clever and being mm-hmm. just like facing adversity. Yeah. I think I'm good at. Yeah. Like I don't think I'm an intelligent person. I think I'm a clever person. Okay. And I think there's a difference. You know, What's the difference for you? Okay, so for example, growing up from like elementary to high school, even in college, yeah. I was a straight A student, right? Uh-huh. I wouldn't say I was like a nerd or a genius. I just think I was very quick. But I remember like in kindergarten, I entered like school late, so like everyone had a head start because mm-hmm. um, I was a November baby. Same. And um, I remember not being able to spell words. No, you know, I was just yeah. a, a kid. Funny, uh, um, my mom says that the first day she dropped me off in kindergarten, leaving yeah. for the first time, that I just uh, was like, okay. And I just like went in there and the teacher like scolded me to go back to my mom and say goodbye because I just I just <laughs> left. I didn't say goodbye to my mom or anything. I just ran in there yeah. and she sent me back. But like I, I didn't like the kids were advanced or, or they were farther right. along in their education than I was. What I would do when we would like have um, races or games mm-hmm. where we would spell words, the teacher would say spell farm and then we'd like have to split yeah. into teams and whoever spells it the fastest gets the point. I did not know how to spell farm or any yeah. of these words and so I would just look over and I would see what the kid is doing. He's very slowly trying to perfect that F mm-hmm. and I was just like okay that's that looks like an F. Boom 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 F. Yeah, yeah. And then I just look over he's slowly trying to perfect his A and that looks yeah. like an A and boom 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 I write I write that A. So yeah. I, I would say that kid was smarter than me but I think I was more clever in the terms of like I know how to just like I, I'm racing the clock and I know what he's trying to get to sure. before I get to but what's interesting is that like the way that like, language is fascinating to me like that's one of the reasons I'm asking this question right like we use language as a like a demarcation line as all kinds of things right. and so he might have looked at that and been like he's not smarter he just happened to have learned it like you had already learned or gained or realized that you had the ability, skill, talent, whatever, to know what was happening around you and to jump in. Yeah. Like I, okay, this is what's happening. Okay, I, I can do that. Like right away. Right. Right. Whereas that that kid was like, 
you know, he he knew the word already. Right. Right. Yeah. So like he had more knowledge than you in yeah. that way. Yeah. But you were, you know, like you had this knowledge over here. <laughs> so it's like smarter, cleverer. I don't right. know. Uh, you just had different kinds of right. approaches to yeah. solving the problem. Yeah. Solving and the same problem. And I think answer. that's what it is. Like um, I'm more, I guess, like I guess a better way to say it is like street smart versus book smart. For sure. Like another another. Um, which doesn't make anybody less intelligent, right? Right. But I just think it's like different because, like, another way, another story that it is different, yeah. another story I like to um, bring up is during the SATs. Yeah. So it's high school year, you know. It's right. probably the closer to like the end of my high school years, and I remember the SATs were coming up, mm-hmm. and um, all of the teachers were telling us because this was still when the SATs required an essay. Yeah. Okay. So that, that they got they took that part out. I was the last year to <laughs> to do that. So I, I was the last year to do the essay portion. Uh-huh. And I remember all of the teachers were telling us you have to read the greats. So you have to read F. Scott Fitzgerald. Sure. Um, you have to read um, Fahrenheit four fifty one. You have yeah. to read like all of the American greats because that's like you have to tie in literature into your essay because that that's what the people who get the perfect scores that's what they do mm-hmm. and so we were trying to emulate that and we were trying we were just like giving examples of all yeah. these kids yeah. who got perfect scores and then they all reference f scott they all reference all these great american writers yeah i was lazy i don't know if you can curse in this or not oh you i was, so I was curse. like fuck that i don't <laughs> i don't want to read 12 books what am i a nerd like they they uh-uh. handed a list and it was like 20 it was like 25 to 50 of like books yes. i was like yes. i don't i don't want to do that I don't want to read, and and so I was, I was like, what can I do yeah. to like, I don't know, like, how can I game the system? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so I realized nobody's writing about Native American authors, mm-hmm. like they just no one's referencing them, sure. and no one reads them, right? Yeah. And that's a you know a different you know problem to yeah. talk about, but yeah. um, so what I did was when I was given my prompt and I was trying to tie it up, I made a fake Native American author. I made a fake Native American story that fits to the prompt. So I've, I molded my examples to the prompt to fit perfectly into what I was trying to, into my argument. Mm-hmm. And and that this is where a lot of people get points taken off of because these uh, test graders, mm-hmm. they know all the American literature. They know their, their yeah. authors. You know, if you, if you say, you know, like... Uh, 1984 was pro-capitalist and the, the guy's gonna be like this kid is dumb like he, he didn't get the point whatever right, right. Um, so they would take points off if your if your examples didn't match to the prompt right and so I knew that these test graders were probably white and probably uh, <laughs> older generation yes. who, who doesn't yes. read Native Americans you know stories and so mm-hmm. I just completely bullshitted it on the like risk that's the, the biggest right. part risk right that they were not gonna check me. They were mm-hmm. not gonna look these up and they weren't gonna like, um, you know, throw my paper away cause I totally lied. Right. And they didn't check what I wrote. And I missed one, I was one point away from a perfect score on that essay, Whoa. one point away. But that's where I would say I am yeah. clever and not intelligent because I think an intelligent person would um, assess that risk and say, mm-hmm. That is too big of a risk, and I will just read the books that I need to read because mm. it'll benefit me in the end to mm. know, know about these mm. uh, authors, Maybe. and then write a a well structured essay 
and fit it to the prompt. Whereas, but you was, did write a Wall Street <laughs> yeah. essay. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, this is coming from a person yeah. who taught college literature and language. Um, like you, so some of my peers and I, when we were grading, it's like I, if I have a student who understands the question and has thoughts and actual opinions and points about mm-hmm. the question. So their grammar's fucked up. They they or or like they're all over the place structure wise mm-hmm. in terms of like the train of thought. But the thoughts they're there. I'm like that's solid. That's a good point. And that's not regurgitated from something. Right. I can tell that that's something you've thought about and you're you know putting that in there. And I would talk about that when I gave feedback because I'd be like, look, structurally you're gonna get some dings here. But, like, this is a really good thought, and here's how you can connect it, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that you wrote an essay that only got deemed one point on the SATs, <laughs> like, regardless of, I mean, first of all, I think it's fucking genius brilliant that you that you took that risk. Yeah. That you, be, like, that's another thing. That's, that's not just clever. I don't know. Well, I would also say that, like, the fact that we've made this, some distinction between clever and intelligent as mm-hmm. though one is somehow hierarchically, okay, you yeah, know, yeah. better than the other yeah. or something, or that they are that different at all, right? Yeah. Um, like, I, I think it's awesome that you did that. One, because a big F you to the system. Two, what you were writing about and, like, whatever, even if you made up the story to yeah. fit the points you were making, yeah. the points you were making and the way you organized yeah. it and the way you presented it, would have had to have stand up on their right, own, right. you know, yeah. and they did. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. That sounds pretty freaking intelligent to me. <laughs> well, that's just th- that's like I would always say that an intelligent person probably wouldn't have done that. I think a cautious person, cautious maybe, person, yeah. maybe. But yeah, like ever since um, my formal education, I guess I've been just a straight A student. I graduated yeah. uh, the top one percent of my class in high school. Amazing. Um, but again, I think it's through cleverness and not, um, I, I don't know. I just wasn't really, I didn't f- like uh, relate or fit in well with those sure. book smart kids who sure. were like, I would say so smart, so intelligent, you know. So they fit the mold of something right. else, right? Yeah. But you still got the same outcome. Yeah. In a different way. In a different way. <laughs> Why put any judgment yeah. on that? Why not just accept that as yeah. pretty fucking great? Yeah. Because it takes all kinds of humans to make a world. And normal is... What do you think about the world word normal? Normal. Yeah. I think it's an insult whenever I get called that or when... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes me feel like um, I'm, I'm mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. I just rarely get called that, so I guess I take it more as an insult. I get called weird a lot, and I will accept that. Yeah. My older brother called me weird the other day, and I was like, <laughs> what do you mean by that? Yeah. I, I just think differently. Um, I know that, um, like, I'm always, mm-hmm. my brain just never shuts off. Yeah. And, um, like, I hear voices at night, and it's not even, doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should get that checked out, but, like, my mind is always running. That's And awesome. I, like... I don't know. I just think differently, and people people see that and they, they notice that. Yeah. I also think. I don't know. I I think uh, I I want people to not be normal. I think yeah. um, being normal is how you know you cause a lot of your your downfalls and like your dreams mm. shatter and break and 
because you're trying to fit this mold of right. whether it's the government or society wants sure. you to be your parents your friends your, yeah your, a mold that you made for yourself that you thought you made yourself but really it was like yeah someone else's yeah i, I really think everyone is is unique mm-hmm. and they have their own ideas and um i think by trying to be normal it, it's like you're you're killing those ideas and, and yeah. you you stop being creative and mm-hmm. you stop uh thinking um differently and that makes you boring yeah and it makes you just just swag it's just like you just fit this persona that uh, yeah. society wants you to be just like a, right i feel like it's like a way of controlling i i tend to agree with you yeah. as i think you know from having worked with me yeah <laughs> um that i think that that's like our systems, our economic systems, our socioeconomic systems, the people and powers that control it certainly benefit yeah. from having that control, right? Yeah. And that control does sometimes, if not often, exercise itself as like, here are the rules, yeah. follow these rules, this is the way to get to success. Yeah. Only these people can break the rules and get out unscathed, yeah. right? Um, and, and if somebody manages, who doesn't fit that sort of thing, you know, then then we'll we'll start to mainstream this thing that they did, so that like we can say, oh, but that's the new rule now, mm-hmm. so follow it. Yeah. Right? When you were a kid, did you want to do what you're doing now? That's so. Uh, I don't know. Just you, hearing that question, it makes me like think, like kind of travel through time, and it makes me happy yeah. because when I was uh, a kid, I, I even have like VHS videos where it's like me. Um, literally next to like um this big stereo and just like mm. playing music in these headphones and rewinding it and trying to sing yeah and then also there's videos of me like dancing for the camera and yeah. like in the mic and um i i, I kind of always knew that i was creative like creative in that way mm-hmm. and i kind of mm-hmm. like um wanted to delve in the arts music and acting especially yeah um i remember when uh, like garage band came out yeah my my dad bought it for me and uh the i don't know if it's called garage band but it's like the where you play on the guitar the uh-huh. drum set the microphone yeah i would i would get the microphone and the guitar and i would do both taking yes. like one spot away from my cousins because i was just <laughs> like i just wanted to do it all um, so I kind of knew I, I Wait, was creative. Guitar Hero? There you go, Guitar Hero. But there's another one, there's, Rock no, Band. Rock Band, band. Rock, there you rock, go. Rock Band, Rock, rock Hero? Rock, no, Something Hero. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, but that's like, yeah. So I took a spot like away yeah. from my cousins and they're like waiting because I, I wanted to do the, yes. the guitar and the microphone at the same time. Um, so like at a young age, I knew like I had this connection with, with yeah. the arts. Um, but what was like terrible about the rest of it mm-hmm. was you know I, I come from um, a Latino household mm-hmm. so my dad's from El Salvador and my mom is Mexican mm-hmm. so um, they really don't see a future or a career in arts at sure. all right and um, what's even worse is where I grew up South Central we have like a lot of like high crime mm-hmm. my school especially wanted to focus on stem so science yeah. technology engineering and math to help the kids in that area become successful right. and get good careers in stem because they pay well and they True. that's what gets accepted in co- that's what you get accepted in college for is stem and so i really didn't have a place to harness or like play in, in arts yeah. at like at home or at school 
So I would like find my own ways, you know? Mm -hmm. I would make videos with my friends. We'd make like horror movies and stuff like that. I'd also do like covers of, of yeah. music. I started a, a band in high school, a really <laughs> terrible band, but it was fun. And I started making my own music at home too. I wasn't given like a proper education on it yeah, really yeah. which is surprising because we did have we did have a choir at my high school uh -huh. and I received no like vocal performance training mm -hmm. it was just like here's this note this note this note yeah. and like sing it but I auditioned when I graduated high school to um, the Bob Cole Conservatory of Music in Long Beach State, mm -hmm. and they that that year they won Choir of the World. So they traveled the world, I think, in Europe, yeah. and they competed and they won Choir of the World against other colleges, you know. Yeah. And I got they accepted me, so I showed up to that audition, and I remember like just being nervous because it's it's yeah. you see kids who like I would say are talented mm -hmm. maybe or that they just from a young age have been taking piano lessons have yeah. been taking musical theory lessons have been yeah. playing this and that or been singing i have had no formal training right. whatsoever i could barely read music sheet yeah. music it would take me like five minutes to read like to come to get what the first bar is or whatever mm -hmm. and i remember feeling like i was just like um at the bottom of the barrel mm -hmm. and everyone else is like way out of my league yeah i just walked in i like kept my head up high and i sang um caro mio ben yes. which is an italian oh, song mio ben. yeah and i will tell you this i have never heard myself sing like that i i to ah! this day to this day i try to try to remember or like yeah. try to get that i can't i think something the universe said yeah i think go. yeah i really do because i swear i have never heard myself like that and I, it's not the room i've i've I went I back to that mean. room i, I went back mean. to that room and, it, and it still i just don't know what it was it was yeah. just like it, like uh my heart and soul oh. connected to like everyone in the room in the universe and i sang so beautiful and um I, I remember just like, wow, where did that come from? And then the musical director, mm -hmm. um, who he's he's a guy who went around Europe competing with. I remember he was like, wow, that's like great. And he was like, but can you read music? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. he was like, he's here. And he gave me a sheet. Yeah. And I was just like, ah, uh, uh, he was like, so you're totally green. And but that's OK. Like we mm -hmm. can teach you here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then after my like singing audition, I had to go and and do my musical theory oh, lesson yeah. or, or like yeah, a yeah. test. It's a test. Yeah. It's it's more of a benchmark to yeah, see yeah. where everyone where is at? at. Yeah. This is so embarrassing. I'll tell you this. <laughs> I I walked out of that audition, right? The singing audition, and I was so like baffled. I was like not even in the same Mm -hmm. world right now yeah that i was just like okay mom let's go because my mom uh, took me to this audition and then we're driving back to my house we're halfway there and i was like oh shoot i forgot to <laughs> to go to the to the <laughs> the the musical theory uh benchmark test oh, and so my mom turns around we we go back on the we're on the 110 already so we, we go from the 110 to the 405 we get a long beach and this is so embarrassing. I, I run in there, right? Yeah. The guy gives me my test. Everyone's already sitting down. They're already 
like halfway through yeah. the test. I'm like, I'm, oh. So they're halfway through the test. So they're half, everyone's halfway through the test. <laughs> I remember like apologizing to, to the guy there. Yeah. And he's like, it's fine, just like get started. Yeah. Cause like you're late, you're like right. super late. Right. You're like probably 20, 30 minutes late. Oh I God. grab my test, I run down, I put my name, I open the, the fucking cover and I look and I'm like, Okay, skip that question because I don't know it. Okay, skip that question because I don't know it. Skip that question because I don't know. And I'm like, wait. And I flipped a page. Don't know anything on that page either. Oh, no. I flipped a page. I don't know anything on that page either. (laughs) I flipped it. By the time I get to, like, the last page, I'm like, I don't know any of this. And so I just get up, and I turn it into the guy, and I'm like, I can't answer any of these. And he's like, okay, that's fine. I came in 20 minutes late, and I was the first one to finish. <laughs> <laughs> oh! And they accepted me. They accepted <laughs> me. I got accepted. Oh well, my god! But <laughs> that story is wild. This is the first time thinking about it after a long time. <laughs> I love that story. That's amazing for like so many reasons. But I don't know. Um, when Emily Moss was here, she talked about her dad. Her dad was a track coach, and he would say, "You know, it takes three things. I can do well with them if they they have to have two of three things. Mm-hmm. And if they just have one, you know, I can I make make do without one. Mm-hmm. But if they don't, if they only have one, it's really hard. They have to have um, talent, work ethic, or coachability." Mm-hmm. Someone could be totally untalented, but they have a strong work ethic, and they're coachable. They'll listen. They'll, yeah. they'll take notes. They'll try. They'll right. We yeah. can get them. If someone's super talented, but has a terrible work ethic, but is coachable, that's yeah. fine, right? So, but if like if someone just has talent, but they're not coachable and they don't have any work ethic, Forget they're it. they're not going to go anywhere. Yeah. You know, they're going to stay where they are. And I was like, that is that's so true and like some of the people that I think we point to you know in in any field or at any level where we're like oh that's a talented person like if we step back and we're to be like maybe they're talented but they're not coachable at all and so like it's just by the sheer work ethic right Right. maybe they're not like if we saw them in the beginning we wouldn't be like oh that person's talented but they they've just been working so hard on it and like they've right right that talent only takes you so far Mm -hmm. um that's that's what i was saying in the beginning with my boss is like is it just through hard work and you know listening to his mentors to his teachers that Mm -hmm. he's you know where he's at now because like i would say um, since I'm clever, I pick things up quickly. And sure. am I, you know, when I started acting for the first time, mm-hmm. it was very, you know, natural to me to, to like pick things up and yeah. to be like, I'm doing air quotes, a good actor. <laughs> but I was like lazy about it, you know, sure. um, especially when I was younger, because it's like, if this minimum effort makes this good, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. good of a performance and, you know, and that's what one of my um, acting professors from last semester, um, Albert Diane, he would say like those are the worst actors because a terrible actor even though he's terrible if he keeps working at it he's gonna get farther than the good enough actor whose minimum effort is is all you know like he's never that that actor who does minimum work because he's just um relying on his talent is gonna stay in the same spot Mm -hmm. he's not gonna progress and he's not gonna get farther than the the one who's starting terrible and keeps up the good work and the hard work and that's where where i had to learn Mm. because i felt like i was one of those you know lazy people 
who you know doesn't want to read 25 books sure. and uh, so I would I would do my minimum effort to be good enough and people and people would be like oh that was good like yeah, that was yeah. good and I was like yeah I, I did it last minute type of stuff but then when like I'm, I'm a very spiteful person and so <laughs> when when I would see people uh, be better than me yeah and I'd be like damn I want like I want to I want to be better than him for once like why is he always better than me mm-hmm. and then I look and he's like memorizing his lines you know not the day before like I did and he's doing it so many different ways and yeah. he's researching the time the time mm-hmm. era of mm-hmm. this play and he's you know really going in deep and I'm like there's no way my talent bare bones is going to yeah. beat his hard work yeah and so I'd have to force myself to be more hardworking than my mm-hmm. talent and that's where I think people started to recognize me more. And um, just uh, that's where I started to stand out from the yeah. rest was because of my hard work. And even though I would say, yeah, um, I'm a creative person, I think hard work is a huge yes. part of it. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Especially in collaborative art forms. Yes. Yeah. You know, if there's and I feel I feel like this is easier to notice now that so much has happened to all of us, right? Yeah. Because so much of us are still rebuilding our strength, whether it's our emotional strength, mental strength, literal physical strength, yeah. intellectual strength, right? Because we we were in a sort of atrophy phase, right? We, the pandemic years, even if somebody wasn't able to quarantine or like still had to, like life just changed so drastically mm-hmm. that some of the things that we used to do automatically, we don't do, right? So we lost muscle mass, yeah. right? Yeah. In some way, shape or form. Um, so a collaborative art form requires like people contributing their energies, right? And so if somebody isn't contributing that energy through the work ethic or mm-hmm. through showing up and being present or like bringing forth or t- like whatever in whatever way everyone else is having to fill in. Yeah. And if you're already tired, you notice it. I notice it more. If I'm yeah. already exhausted in some way, shape or form, like I notice it more when I'm having to work harder than I need to because mm-hmm. someone else isn't. I'm just like Yeah. I don't want to work with that person. Yeah, <laughs> I don't no. want to cast them in a show 100%. again or be in a show. Yeah, that's what I'm. The, I'm like paying attention to the people that are being that lazy. I'm gonna say um, I'm. I'm paying attention to the people I want to work with, and the person who comes in does only what they need to do. Doesn't want to learn. Doesn't mm-hmm. want to ask questions. Doesn't want to yeah. like go above and beyond. I'm like I don't want to work with yeah. you because. It's bare minimum. I don't want right. the bare minimum person. I want right. the person who's who's gonna put in effort to, you know, help each other grow. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm already like crossing this person <laughs> now, crossing that person now, yeah. and it's just because of like their worth et- ethic. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we've all been there. Like we've all, because like I know for me, I there would be classes where I loved the professor like just yeah. really and like I, I gave a shit about what was happening uh-huh. but like sitting in, in you know in like a lecture hall yeah. um, for two hours or whatever and you don't get to stand up and move or like yeah. it's not it's something that's interactive so you know like my brain is just like trying and I'm yeah. like fighting and you're like you did eyelids <laughs> you, you could see that yeah. they have the imaginary toothpicks yeah. in their eyes and like so I get it you know but if somebody like but I also had you know people who've been in class with me and like they would constantly 
that wasn't like sometimes for them that was all, yeah, all, all the, the time, time. For yeah them, and that's you know? that's what i i don't excuse the right. all the time person right because they're you know even i have my bad days where for i need sure. to you know take a nap in class right we need some grace <laughs> yeah. we all we all need grace yeah <laughs> And that's that's funny that you say that because I have this on my list of yes, things. Yes, your list of things. Yeah, I lo- you are not the first person to bring notes, and I appreciate it when because someone asked me once, they're like, "Can I bring notes?" I'm like, "Oh my gosh, please do whatever makes you feel comfortable. <laughs> if it makes you more comfortable, go off the cuff, do that. If it makes you more comfortable to have notes, please do that." Yeah, it it, it does help me because I was I'm not gonna lie, I was stressing about this. I was like, I don't know <laughs> what we're talking about. No, I just I was just like, <laughs> what if I go there and be like, "Yep, I feel like I'm talented." <laughs> Next question. That's, that's a perfectly <laughs> fine answer. But yeah, the way I got started out was uh, kind of acting. Because again, I, yeah. I had no formal training. I didn't see my first play until I was a, 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 a sophomore, I think, in my college mm-hmm. years. So so that's crazy. Um, now being in theater, you know, and being yeah. an, uh, an actor, director, writer, whatever. Um, <laughs> but so it was... I got accepted to Cal State Long Beach right. as a vocal performance major, mm-hmm. and then I switched the next semester. A whole different story. I just did not fit in. It was a bunch of like white people. I was the only Latino in there. I felt like, and they were all like kind of rude. They were like, "You're barely learning that." I learned that in middle school, and as being a seventeen-year-old, yeah. you know, I was young, and I, I let I let that stuff get to me. Not well, to yeah. Do, yeah, no, it would get to me too. So I switched to, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make a bunch of money. I don't care. And I switched to computer science because I was a smart kid. Oh, yeah. I guess that contradicts what I was uh, said earlier. But <laughs> you I are was, a smart person. I was, I was a straight-A kid. So I, I switched to computer science because I was good at math. I'm, I'm yeah, good yeah. at math. I'm good at um, science, history. Like, I loved all the subjects. I, mm-hmm. I still do. One day I had a day off from work. I just wanted to have fun. I just wanted to relax. I put on, like, a history YouTube video about, like, the Battle of Agincourt between King Henry and King Charles. <laughs> and so... I was like, I'm just gonna. I just want money. I just, I just want to be rich because you know, poor kid from South Central. Heck yeah. So I I, I switched my major to computer science, mm-hmm. and I did a semester of that, and I was like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> <laughs> this is so boring. Yeah. This is awful. Yeah. And so I switched then to criminal justice because I grew up with a lot of crime in my yeah. area. That was I. My school was shot up by just dumbasses shooting the school. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just wanted to make a difference in the world. Yeah. So I wanted to be a homicide detective. So I wanted to like start studying criminal justice. Yeah. And so I did that for two years. Um, my sophomore year, I had to do a semester of like uh, electives. Mm-hmm. And so I did uh, intro to acting for non-theater majors. Yeah. And so I, I went in and I think I'm like, I'm still either 17 still or I'm 18. And um, it was, I was in a class with just like freshmen, mm-hmm. just straight out of high school. And I was young too, you know, 17, 18. And I remember nobody wanting to do the exercises because mm-hmm. they were so mm-hmm. silly. It's like, get on your hands and knees and do yep. a barrel. You're yeah. a barrel. And it was also like, go run to the chair and scream at it if it's, if it's like the worst thing you've ever seen, like the scariest thing you've ever seen. And I remember, like, nobody wanted to do it. Not even me. I was like, this is this is some weird shit. Like, I'm trying to be all cool. I'm trying to be all, like, uh, all hard. And I'm like, I'm not going to do this shit. But as, like, slowly, slowly, um, I started, like, kind of getting into it. Yeah. And um, I had a lot of bad acting habits that my professor would correct. Mm-hmm. 
and I remember at, at the end of the semester, like I, I gave it my all. I, I remember at the end of the semester, my professor pulled me aside and he said, "Hey, like, you're you're a young kid. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're good looking. You're you're talented, and you put an effort." Mm-hmm. He's like, "If you want, if you want, I can give you a permit to join because you're not a theater major right, right. to join my upper elective acting class course." Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'll see, right? I yeah. really didn't care. I was like, oh, yeah. gross. <laughs> acting. Right? Mm-hmm. Acting, gross. And so I was like, yeah, I kind of brushed it aside. Yeah. And I remember I was doing my, like, signing up for classes, because I'm still a criminal justice major at this mm-hmm. point. And I wanted to sign up for a policing class. It was, like, full. Mm-hmm. And the professor would only accept, like, one person. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, I didn't get accepted. And I was like, Damn. And I, I was bummed. I was bummed out about it, but mm-hmm. I'm so happy that happened. Now I'm so happy. It was almost like you know another sign of the universe, like things <laughs> falling in line. I ended up reaching to that professor, and I feel bad for him because like the second week of classes, and you can yeah. only change classes like right. two weeks, right? And so I think on like the last day, I I ran to him. I found him mm-hmm. in the theater building, and I was like, hey, please, no. if you still have that opening, and he was like, ah, oh, like. I need yeah. you to sign this like right now, yeah, like today. This yeah, yes. yeah, this second. And so I, I did that, and that's another like I got in, mm-hmm. and I remember again feeling kind of what I felt when I was a, a music major, mm-hmm. where it's these they're like juniors and seniors yeah. doing acting and they have been doing acting since like middle school yeah you know and they go in there and they're like to be or mm-hmm. not to be yeah that is the question and I'm and I, and then my professor's like alright like what's your repertoire and I was like what the fuck is a repertoire mm-hmm. and he's like okay like can you come in and do a monologue and I was like from a play and he's like yeah just like any like your favorite play I, I don't know any plays. Right. He's like so frustrated. I feel bad for the guy. Yeah. But he, he came in the next day with like this Bible of yes. just like monologues. He's like, here, just go look through them and, and yeah. whichever one you like. And I like chose one from like a film one from like Chasing Amy. That's where I was like, I hate that everyone. Because in, in, the, in the intro to acting, I was like the best one. Mm-hmm. And now, where I'm like with the big with the big kids, right. I was the worst one, and I was like, I hate that I'm not as good. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? Why are they better than me? I'm I'm like doing my talent. My talent isn't enough. And I started looking at them. And I started observing right. them, and I see them highlighting their scripts. And I'm like, damn, they're they're writing on their scripts. What is that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Objectives? What is that? He's <laughs> like, what do you mean? You're trying to get this person to feel this or do that, right? So I just really delved into it because I wanted nice. to be better out of spite, not out of. <laughs> <laughs> now it's out of my passion, my craft, sure. and to be a better artist. But back then it was just like, I don't want to be the the, the worst guy in the class. Yeah. To be perceptive enough to see, oh, these people over here, or, or this, there are other ways to do this. Mm-hmm. There are other things, there, there's all this over here. To be able to see it, to take it in, to say, okay, that's what I have to do. These are the elements that they're using, right? Because there are some people, and we've, we've seen this, right? Mm-hmm. They can't accomplish a thing, yeah. or they don't meet this mark that's been set by these other people. And they just, they're like, oh, I guess I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. I give up. 
right? Yeah, yeah. They don't even think about trying. They don't even realize that that there are things that they could do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They don't even know. They're just like, well, how come they're better than me? Mm-hmm. What the heck? And then they walk away all yeah. frustrated. Yeah. Not that like one is right or one is wrong, but I think that there is a talent in being able to, or a skill or something, there's something, yeah. right? To, to be able to, again, be aware. You're yeah. very aware. You're very present to say like, oh, okay, what's happening here? Yeah. What do I want? Which is a good skill for an actor to yeah. have. Like, what do I want? How do I get it? Yeah. What are the other people doing? Is right. that what I need to do? Right. And then along the way, that's what they did, and I did it too, and it didn't work for me the same way. So, what mm-hmm. do I need to do mm-hmm. to get where they no, are? No, one hundred percent. But I think <laughs> I think it's two parts. I, you yeah. mentioned one part, where is like the perception, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I know a lot of people that um, you, you probably like encountered this, and a lot of artists probably as well, where it's like you're like talking with your buddies, and you're like, oh, yeah. we should just make something. Like, let's yeah. just do something, and they're like, yeah, 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 let's do it, let's do it. But like nothing, nothing, nothing ever happens. Yeah, yeah. And I always tell people, listen, I am like, to you, I'm, it's just like words, but I am so down to do it, and I want to do right. it, and I will like force you and, and push mm-hmm. you to do this. Mm-hmm. So if you're telling me right now that you're gonna do it, like we're gonna do this. Yeah. So it's, it's perception, but it's also like attitude and adverse. Like I have this skill that I, I admire that I have where it's like, I, I want I want problems all the time. <laughs> so <you laughs> it's like that them. meme. Yeah, because yeah. I, I love being able to just be, um, like, I love facing adversity mm-hmm. so I, I can just, like, become a better person and know how to, like, yeah. solve things. And and I just feel like I learned that way because there's people that's, that say, oh, my yeah. problem is that I don't have a good enough camera. Or sure. My problem is that sure. I don't have a good enough script. Until I have that, then where I'm like, that's my problem? Okay, this is how I solve it. Right, right. And that's where... You know, growing up poor, growing up in South Central without mm-hmm. any resources, mm-hmm. really, I had to learn how to do a bunch of stuff. Yes. I didn't let that one problem yes. get in the way of what I wanted to do. Right. And I'm like, how do I overcome that? And I love, I love that about myself because I, I see, I see it as like the main reason why people don't do stuff is mm-hmm. because they have this one roadblock, and they're like, until that roadblock clears. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything. And I'm it's like... It's like, you ever see when, like, the dog is, like, trying to... Or, or like, an animal is, like... St- but they, they could have just, just gone, gone around, around the fence? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, there are other ways. I have a question. Yeah. So, you love... Ad- or adversity is, is something that you welcome, right? Mm-hmm. To, or challenges or problems. Yeah. And because then you get to learn and grow, and that's awesome. What about when things are going well? That's that's rare. Yeah. <laughs> um, when it goes um, well, I feel like it's almost a waste of a day mm. because I feel like I didn't learn anything. Mm. Yeah, it feels like it, I, I feel accomplished. Mm-hmm. I feel like, okay, that went well, but, mm-hmm. you know, I guess I didn't learn a lot. I feel like almost like old. Like yeah. if, if I'm the one teaching like my my yeah. peers, like oh this is a problem, but this is how you can get over yeah. it, and and like usually you do this or this, 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 and then I feel like wow, I'm the master telling the students, and that means my better days are behind me. Well, <laughs> but like, is do you ever have those moments where, and maybe it's similar to when you the universe came through you and you did sing Carl Mio Ben the own, like this amazing way but yeah. do you ever ha- have times where things are going well 
and you all notice that they're going well mm-hmm. and you go like oh cool the, all these things that I did to overcome like maybe there wasn't a problem this time but because right. I knew that these problems could happen yeah. it's going well right now yeah. and wow look at what it looks like what it's going well yeah. and sure something might happen at some point but right now this is what's going on mm-hmm. and I can appreciate like all these things that are happening and like oh what how cool it is to look at the, this the, the whole picture yeah. without getting distracted by that that fire that's happening yeah. in the corner yeah you know? Yeah, it, like I said, it just feels like accomplished. You feel like all, all the problems you faced when you were freaking out mm-hmm. and um, struggling with, like, it, you're like, wow, I'm glad I went through that. Sure. So now today, I know how to solve it, and, and yeah. it's not a big deal right now, or it's I know how to get around it. So, not, so I just feel like, like experience, mm-hmm. where I'm like, okay, that's not an issue, or, or I, I just feel accomplished. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like those barriers those issues i had in my earlier career mm-hmm. were there so i could learn how to solve the issues that i'm having today 100 percent. yeah yeah so that's like something to learn what right like because you were, you had mentioned that sometimes on those days you feel like oh, i didn't learn anything yeah. today because there's no problem to learn from do we have to have adversity to learn or are just appreciate that you're where you're at like being able yeah. to like there's as much to learn from being present with the the problems as there yeah. is from being and i'm not saying that this is true i'm right. just positing this right. like is there as much to learn from being present mm. with success right yeah i i think it's hard for me at least because i i feel like i am never satisfied for sure uh I, i'm really really hard on myself and i and i know that I, <laughs> yes I, I, I see it and everyone tells me you're really hard on yourself i have this like vision in my head mm. and when it, i can't do it it like pisses me off mm-hmm. because i'm like i know i could have done better and and everything so far in everything i've done i know i could have done a better job and that's why um it's not only that i'm hard on myself mm. i have like so many ideas so many things yeah. that I want to get done so when people tell me like are you happy with what you've done and I'm like no there's still a billion things I want to do yeah. and everything that I've done before that it wasn't enough it wasn't good enough and I'm and I know I've gone farther than a lot of people mm-hmm. and, I, and I've seen that when I, I look around sometimes and I'm like I've done that and I've done this and I've done that yeah. And I've got this experience, and I I went to that opportunity, and I've done this. Yeah. But I'm still like it's still not enough. Right. And some people like like you when people when people when people hear me say that they get like a little sad for me or they 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 feel bad for me, but for me it's 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 almost um, like who I am because sure. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that um, determination to keep getting better and being better Mm -hmm. and i feel like it's it it, yes it has made me you know it it has taken me through some lows uh, for sure sure, where i feel terrible about myself where i don't want to do stuff where i'm just like hitting myself like like why couldn't i why can't i be better but it has also pushed me to do things i would have never done yeah and you know a lot of things have happened from that so it's a kind of a yeah. Double-edged sword. Right. And it's just like anything we have, any any resource that we have, a tool mm-hmm. that we're given or that we pick up and yeah. use, that hunger and that determination and that ability to be your own worst and best critic, yeah. right? 
there's nothing wrong with using that and that, yeah. it's not that I feel sad for you and I understand why someone would feel sad yeah. um, it's more like okay cool cool you know do you give yourself the grace to um, to appreciate you know and to step back and go like oh yeah I did do this um, yeah sometimes uh, I don't know so you know because we've talked about this like mm-hmm. my own like struggles with or my journey with mental health and yeah. my own feelings of self-worth and things like that but like there was this thing that I used to do and I sometimes still do it either literally or figuratively called the ta-da list instead of a to-do list mm-hmm. um, in some of like the the worst times of like god I just don't want to be here anymore I was like okay it's hard I feel like it's hard for me to get through a day right but then I'd be like okay what did I do today I'd literally make a list of like I got up I fed the cat I brushed my teeth I did the dishes I finished reading that chapter. Yeah. I made notes. I got myself to work. Mm-hmm. You know, I did, did right. All the little tiny like things that yeah. seem totally insignificant. And then I'm like, that took a lot of energy to do. And if I look at it, I'm like, oh, I actually got like, maybe I didn't get to this thing right here on my to-do list or this thing right here yet. Or I realized that I messed up here and I had to go back and redo this thing. Yeah. But look at all this other stuff that I did. Because I, me, this is not to say mm-hmm. it's a parallel, right. would have, would go through these pe- really hard periods of like, and getting really stuck and entrenched yeah. in the, in the thing that made me want to just like stop doing it all together because I couldn't do it the way I wanted to do it, right? Or, um, and so like appreciating the thing that made me hard on myself and makes me hard on myself because mm-hmm. I still am. I, yeah. I am usually also my worst critic, yeah. my hardest critic, right? Um, and like, how do I utilize that mm-hmm. so that it is always a tool that I'm wielding rather than it wielding, wielding me? You. Wow. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that you are learning that. Like, you seem to because you're aware of it. Like, yeah. you have an awareness of it. It's not. Um, you're not just going like. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. First step is acknowledging yeah. you have a problem. <laughs> I'm not a problem. Um, <laughs> I love having problems. Um, I want problems always. And I, like, grew up also in a poor household, and and there's intergenerational trauma there, and so that sense of for me certainly, I realized later on that I have issues with this still of like, oh, one of the reasons it's never good enough is because. If I say this is the Vonnegut thing of this is what happiness is, yeah. then I'm never going to have happiness again. Yeah. You know, if I say that I've reached it, I've reached the thing, then it, it can be taken away from yeah. me at any moment. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, and it's like I, I'm if I keep working towards something and it's never done. Right. Which technically life is never done. Right. Until right. it's done. Right. But then I, I can't put it aside or it can't get right. taken from me. Yeah. I mean, I remember this was I was a senior in college mm-hmm. I'm still a computer no computer uh, a criminal justice major and I, I think I've told you this before mm-hmm. but I, I had a breakdown about like who I am and yeah. what I want to strive for in life and how what am I going to be happy at the end of this and I remember I like broke down and yeah. I just I just like um, it's funny because like I feel like the world around me just kind of like sped up mm-hmm. and everything was going fast and I was just like super slow and then I was like, I think I just want to like, I think I want to change my major to theater. Yeah. And I'm a senior. Yeah. At Cal State Long Beach. I'm, I'm a f- my fourth year there. Yeah. And I remember going to that the same professor that I had an intro to acting, the one that gave me the permit to his upper elective, and then I mm-hmm. took other classes from mm-hmm. him. I remember going to him and telling him this. 
and then I had to go through the long process of changing my major as a senior Mm -hmm. and then having to write an essay. I had to write an essay to the school saying, please let me switch my major. Mm -hmm. I promise I'll graduate soon. Yep. And so I did that, and and my fourth year, I switched to theater, and I never thought I would do that in my entire life, especially knowing that, like, my introduction to theater was literally in that same little bubble of college Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And um, that's where I I, I said, if if I'm going to, if I want to, like, look back in life, I want to make sure I I do what I want to do and do what makes me happy. Yeah. And I'm not going to be happy without without this and so that's the that's where I felt like I almost became a different person it's just Mm -hmm. accepting Mm -hmm. trying to accept that I graduated um not too long I think I was a a super senior for a year or a semester dude I I was a super senior for a year so I feel you (laughs) yeah I I switched to theater my senior year of college and then I um, took a year off just to work. Mm-hmm. And I did my nine to fives. And I was like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> I don't want to yes. do this. And that's so funny. You know, we're working now, yeah. it's like, I am, I'm so unfulfilled when I, like, I, if, even if it's like a good job, like a good high paying job mm-hmm. where I'm making money, I feel like I can buy whatever I want. I feel like I could move out if I wanted to. Sure. And, I, and I'm just like, not as happy yeah. when I go to school where I get no money <laughs> and I just do the things that I love. Yeah. It's just, just making art and, and working the arts. Even, even when it, I like, I used to do film. Mm-hmm. You know, on Actors Access or whatever backstage. Yeah, yeah. Where I would, I'd be like, this is my profile. Like, uh, I'll audition for anything. And I went to an audition. I, I booked in. I was so happy. I was like, all right, I'm ready to do this, like, short film. And I was just, like, a, a guy who, like, uh, kidnaps this girl. Mm-hmm. And I, I did, like, probably 20 minutes of acting. And I got paid, like, three or $400 mm-hmm. for 20 minutes of work. And I was like... This fucking sucks. <laughs> I was like, I'm just like a body. Like, there's nothing. Yeah. There's no like. There's no fulfillment in that. And then I do theater, mm-hmm. and it's like you get paid nothing. <laughs> you get <laughs> paid. True. Even even when I, I I was working at Frida Kahlo as a as an actor, uh-huh. at Frida Kahlo Theater, I got I think I did the math and I got paid like uh, two dollars an hour for like like three or four weeks uh-huh. uh and it was like i loved showing right. up to rehearsal right. i loved it so it's it's my my professor and good friend albert diane would say like it's almost like the reverse the more money you make on like film yes. the less satisfied and fulfilled you <laughs> feel and whereas like theater the more like the less you get paid yeah the more like fulfillment you get yeah and um i would never think uh I would feel and think this way because when I first started doing theater, I'd be like, man, theater is dying. Theater sucks. <laughs> film is so much better. Like yeah. film is, you can always have it, you know, mm-hmm. whereas theater is ephemeral. But I, I, I think I switched teams where I just, just, just yeah. by doing it, it's like, it's so much better in the sense that you, you kind of grow as like, you know, if you're an actor, you're, you're doing your, 
your your lines and you're you're doing this in the order of the play mm-hmm. whereas in film it can be you know sure you're doing the ending first day and then you're doing the middle the right. last day you know right and um i don't know i just feel more fulfilled in in theater which is funny because i'd never i was more of a <laughs> film guy and I, I probably still say i'm a film guy because all sure. of like my ideas are mostly for film mm-hmm. but I, I i don't know i just love theater yeah as an actor, you're you're, you're a theater actor. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like theater actors are much better than film actors too. Well, and theater actors do. You know, there's a lot of really great film actors who they start and or still do theater, mm-hmm. and you know, it keeps them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, we're gonna wrap up in a second because okay. we've been talking for an hour and seven minutes. Oh, geez, I'm and sorry. No, a lot. No, it's good. This, is, this <laughs> happens every time because it's it's like it's easy to get this this question and this topic is so huge and big and, yeah. and unanswerable that it like it goes everywhere for everybody and yeah. everybody answers it differently and go yeah. like it, I love it because then there's different stories and um, so I'm gonna let me see what's the last question I'll ask you. The last question I'll ask you is. If you could meet any talented person, whether it's someone you met before, is a real person, is a person who Oof. isn't alive anymore, uh, you can meet this person, hang out with them, have a whole dinner with them, hang, you know, yeah. shoot the shit all day. Who would you want to meet? Oh my God, that is such a good question because I have learned to never meet your heroes. <laughs> they all suck. <laughs> 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 Oh man, I've you know I've had some opportunities to meet some some really famous and big shots, and yeah. I'm like, damn, they're an asshole. I won't uh, say who, but you know. Okay. Um. So there's there no one you would want to um, meet? No, it doesn't think, have to be a famous person. No, I think um I definitely let me think. Oh, <laughs> that's such a um I think, man, this is such a good question. Uh, maybe Sir Isaac Watts. Oh, I, I no, I, I I'm gonna lock in my answer. Okay. If I can meet anyone yes. and just like talk to them, yeah, I'd meet Franz Kafka, because I often feel like a Franz Kafka. Sweet. You know, and for those who don't know Franz Kafka, he's this talented, beautiful writer. Where he wrote some of like a new way of writing, mm-hmm. especially at his time. Mm-hmm. Because every uh, because you know um, the war- world wars were approaching and it was almost like nothing makes sense in this world and mm-hmm. that's a different way of thinking at that time. But he 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 wrote he dedicated his life to writing, and he died um, thinking that it was worthless because mm-hmm. nothing got published, nothing mm-hmm. blew up. So he died feeling like he didn't accomplish anything like he was a failure he was unsuccessful and he was just a waste of space and that's how he went that's how he went in life Mm -hmm. that's how he you know that's what he was thinking when he was dying i assume but his best friend i believe um grabbed all of his writings and Mm -hmm. published them and today they're you know they're world famous and people love them there's even a genre based after him Mm -hmm. Mm kafka-esque The Metamorphosis is one of his probably famous uh, stories where this man wakes up as a cockroach or a bug. Um, and I don't know, I, I feel like that's how I feel a lot of the times. Yeah. Because I feel like I have all these amazing ideas and I feel like um, I don't, like, it's hard to kind of, with the resources and opportunities I have, it's hard to do it. 
and um, I, I, I don't want to go without feeling feeling the same way he did or I just want to like tell him hey you know you're one of the best writers in the world and a lot of people look up to you and I just kind of I don't know reassure him now I'm sad thinking this man passed away Aww. feeling that way well yeah. Franz Kafka Franz Kafka yeah I toast to him toast to toast to Franz Kafka <laughs> I'm going to press stop now. Yeah, go for it. Amazing. <laughs> thank you so much to Henry for being today's guest on Defining Talent. And thank you to everyone out there who is tuning in to listen. For more information about Henry, as well as previous episodes and guests, you can always visit www.definingtalentpod.com. New episodes are released every other Friday. And on Friday, March 8th, 2024, I am joined by none other than my bestie, Rosalind Eastless. Rosalind currently works as the Administrative Support Coordinator for the English Department at Cal State LA, and she just started her first semester as a graduate student in Cal State LA's Master of Public Administration program. I hope I got that right. <laughs> we had a freaking hoot recording this episode, so I am so looking forward to listening to it. Again, I'm Laura Dickinson-Turner. This has been Defining Talent Podcast. Thank you so very much for listening. We'll see you next time.